Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. I'm your host, Rico Beard. Not quite how I wanted to start talking about Big Ten basketball, but more importantly, not how I thought I would talk about Michigan State. Michigan State started this year off in basketball ranked number four. And it's kind of funny because ironically enough, as I was preparing to do this, I saw that Joe Lenardi, who does bracketology, kind of echoed my sentiments. Michigan State was, you know, a number four seed. They were in the Champions Classic. You thought that they were going to be one of the best teams, not only in the Big Ten, but in college basketball. Tom Izzo comes out at the beginning of the year and says this is one of his best teams ever and how he was so excited to coach this team. Funny thing happened along the way to the season. They had their non-conference game. They lost that weird game to Tennessee where technically everybody fouled out. They didn't call fouls. You just shrugged it off and said, okay, Tennessee's a good team. They opened the season up with James Madison, and MSU loses that game. And that kind of set the tone for what this season was going to be. And they lose that game in overtime. And it's just kind of funny because when you look back at it now, had they beat James Madison instead of losing 79 to 76, maybe this whole thing has a different feel to it. Maybe I'm not even doing this. Kind of figured when they went to the Champions Classic, they were going to lose to Duke. You kind of figured, okay, they're probably going to lose to Arizona as well out in Palm Springs. But MSU currently sits at four wins, five losses. No one saw that coming. They're 0-2 in the Big Ten. No one saw that coming. You lose to Wisconsin at home. Haven't lost to Wisconsin at home in a long time. You lose on the road to Nebraska. You haven't lost on the road to Nebraska since 2016, where, let's face it, some of your team was still in middle school when that happened. You're 0-2 in the Big Ten. You're 5-4 overall, and you have Baylor coming up this Saturday at Little Caesars Arena. Baylor, oh, by the way, is undefeated and number six in the nation. I hate to hit that panic button, but this almost becomes a must-win category for MSU. Why is that, you say? Because I know a lot of people are going to say, ah, just wait. When it gets to March, Izzo will figure this out. Guys, take a look at that schedule. Things could be getting dangerous for Michigan State. I don't mean to be the panic guy, because I remember a long time ago, uh, when Drew Sharp was still alive, Drew Sharp used to write for the Free Press. He was a columnist. And uh, Michigan State was struggling. And I remember saying, you know, I don't think they're going to make the tournament. And then they ended up making the tournament. Not only did they make the tournament, they had a nice run. But I remember telling Drew, okay, I'm never going to doubt a Tom Izzo team. That kind of got a little tenuous in 2020. They went on a miraculous run. Knocked off three top five teams, I believe, to make the tournament, the play-in game. End up losing in overtime to UCLA. UCLA goes on, I think, to the Final Four. Okay, fast forward to now. They're sitting at 
four and five. They got a losing record. I think this is the first time Tom Izzo's had this type of record since, geez, I want to say either uh, 20, I think the 20, 2002, 2003 season, and going back to the first year he was a coach in 1995, 1996, 95, 96 year. Stan Baylor. Baylor's undefeated. Baylor's a tough team. Baylor's got length. Baylor's going to play defense. If you lose to Baylor, if you lose to Baylor, you're now sitting at four and six. You're going to play a lot of teams in December. You'll pad your victories, but they're not good victories. They're empty calories. They're teams that, yeah, they, the, it won't help you with the committee. If you lose to Baylor at minimum, minimum, you're going to have to go 10 and eight for the remainder of the Big Ten season. 10 and eight. That's going to make you finish 10 and 10 in the Big Ten. Why? Because mostly any team that finishes with 10 wins in the Big Ten normally gets a bid into the tournament. Now, you're going to sweat it out if you're Michigan State. You're going to, you're going to be watching the bubble watch. You're going to be doing all of that different stuff. You still have time to turn it around. Yes, you do. But, guys, the Baylor game is key because – Right now, you don't have any quality victories either. You get Baylor, you have at least one quality victory at a neutral site that helps you out. It's not at home. It almost counts as a game and a half. But you still right now are looking at winning at least 10 games in the Big Ten. And when you look at those games in the Big Ten, you're kind of scratching your head saying, where are you going to get them? You're going to have to steal some games. Now, here's the beauty of it for Michigan State. We all know the problem. You're not getting any production in the big men. As a matter of fact, they played Nebraska, and my God, between Maddie Sissoko and Carson Cooper, they finished a combined two points, three rebounds. Put that in perspective, Jay Nakins, the uh, combo guard, shooting guard, had four rebounds. He out-rebounded those two guys by himself. If you're Michigan State, you're not getting any productivity in the low post. Steven Bardo was even talking about that if you watched the game. I mean, Robbie Hummel talked about it after the game on the Big Ten Network. I mean, it, this is glaring. This is nothing new. So I'm not giving you anything new. If you're a Spartan fan, you're frustrated because not only did you have a bad football season, the basketball team was supposed to be that magical elixir to make you forget about Mel Tucker and everything that happened with the football team. That's not happening. So here we are. We're stuck. Now, what's the problem? Team is keep having slow starts. The big man can't do anything down low. You know, Xavier Booker's not playing. Now, Izzo, I don't know why he's not playing. Booker's kind of – Booker's rather thin. And I think Tom is thinking that Booker can't handle himself down low against any big body person, especially in the Big Ten. But it gets to the point where you got to start questioning the coach and say, well, it can't be much worse than what I'm seeing with Sissoko and Cooper. At least put him in there. At least you see what happens. Different position, but I remember – uh Doug McDaniel, the point guard for Michigan, he goes into the game last year and he looked like a just he was going to be an utter disaster. And you're like, wow, what is Juwan doing? Like, man, are you just giving up hope? But the thing is, he got in there, he started playing, he got better. To now, he's one of the better point guards in the Big Ten. Same with Xavier Booker. I mean, at least if you put Booker in there, he could do the pick and pop. When you do the high screen and roll, he could stand out there. He could shoot the three. He's a threat. Right now, when Maddie is out there or Carson Cooper is out there and they do the high screen, if you're a defender, you don't have to defend anything. They can, they're can. they not going to hurt you. They're not going to shoot the ball. They're not going to do anything but do a screen 
which almost allows you to kind of double team Tyson Walker or AJ Hogard or Jay Nakins, whoever is at the high ball screen. Also, you're getting nothing down low. Now for Michigan State, I I'd like to see Booker get more time. But the other thing is, is Jackson Kohler. Jackson Kohler is the power forward. He hurt his foot. He hasn't played all year. For those Michigan State people who went to Moneyball, you saw Jackson Kohler lit up the gym. Now, I know Moneyball does not translate. Moneyball success doesn't translate to the regular season. Cue all the tum-tum narrative and all the stuff that, oh, I remember Russell Bird. Okay, you know what, guys? I'm not. Let's move past that. All I'm saying is Jackson Kohler can come in and give you at least 10 points and eight rebounds. I think that that could help out this Michigan State team. Why? It alleviates pressure off the point guard of Tyson Walker and A.J. Hogard, Jay Nakins, you know, Trey Holliman. They don't have to do everything. You know, Jeremy Fears, they don't – because right now you're a jump-shooting team. And when the jump shots are not falling, when the three-pointers are not falling, as you see, this is how you quickly fall to a four-and-five record because you can't get anything down low. Michigan State hasn't really had a down-low presence since – wait, 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 wait. Yeah, Xavier Tillman, 2019 was probably the last consistent low post present that you had. You don't have that. Kohler can give you that. He can. He has a down low game where he can. You can dump it into him, and he can score. He can get the rebounds. Not only that, but now teams have to respect that. And if he is scoring, it leads for wide open three pointers and jumpers because he can kick it out. That's probably the best that I can give you, Michigan State fans. Is if Jackson Kohler can come in and do what I'm saying, it will alleviate it. It will give another scoring option, another way of scoring instead of relying on jump shots or Tyson Walker to just kind of take over the game because that's not really working right now. And as the Big Ten comes, if you can't handle your own down low, Lord knows I'm not even talking about going up against Zach Eady. I'm just saying going up against there's your average to below average Big Ten teams. You couldn't do anything against Nebraska. Now, I grant it. Nebraska was hitting some Steph Curry-like threes early in the game. But you got to be able – a post position is kind of like a running game in football. You got to be able to establish yourself in the post at some point. MSU can't do that consistently, at least not when you're playing power five teams. So hopefully – Jackson Kohler can be that guy and maybe kind of give Spartan fans some hope. But for right now, you got to win at least 10 games in the Big Ten, and you're probably going to be sweating it out. Little Caesars is going to be hold, Little Caesars Arena, where they're going to be playing Saturday, is going to be hosting a regional, one of the regionals in the NCAA tournament. The only way you're going to be playing at Little Caesars in March, first of all, you got to make the tournament. Second, you're probably going to make it if they somehow grant you the backdoor ticket, which means you're there because you knocked off and upset some people, but you were probably a 10 seed or an 11 seed or a 12 seed, and you made the tournament. And now your reward is you're going to have to play a one or a two seed at Little Caesars. But right now, let's not focus on that. You got to worry about trying to make the tournament. I don't know, but this game Saturday against Baylor just got that much more crucial to win. Why? Because you lost to Wisconsin, because you lost to Nebraska, and because you lost to James Madison. If you won those three games, we're not having this. I'm not taping this right now, but you did. You're four and five in danger of going four and six. If that is the case, 
10 and 8 is the magical number for the Big Ten. You got to somehow win 10 games by hook or by crook. There's a lot of games. You're going to have to steal some on the road. You're going to have to do whatever you have to do. If you can win more than 10 games, then you go into March. And then all those people that just say that January, February is a wait till March, you'll have that. If you lose less than 10 games, there will be no Izzo. There will just be regular January, February, and March. And for the first time in some over, I think, like 25 years or 26 years, MSU may not be in there. I'm not trying to be the gloom and doom guy. I'm just kind of looking at how things is going. It's not setting up very well. You can still fix this if you're a Spartan fan, but it's going to take at least 10 wins in the Big Ten in order to secure a spot in the tournament. And that spot may be another time playing in the playing game where Spartan fans may have to go down to Dayton to watch this team and cheer them on just so that they can get into the actual regular tournament. Like I said, not what I wanted to talk about for MSU hoops. I thought it was going to be a lot better. But, uh, hey, if you don't believe me, take a look at what Joe Lenardi had to say as well. But for now, I'll be back later on this week with Howard Griffith. But uh, thanks for watching, listening. Keep liking, subscribing. And, uh, guys, if you ever have any suggestions for a topic, feel free to hit me up on Twitter, at Rico Beard. But until I see you the next time, thanks for watching and listening. You've been watching the Five Star Zone.